Hey, my name is Dustin and this is my wife, Mandy, and we wanna say thank you for checking out today's message at Citizen Church. Yeah, so whether you're in your car or at work, wherever you might be today, it is our hope and prayer that you leave encouraged and equipped in your daily life. So here's the message. Are you guys excited about this series and all the different aspects of it? Uh, We're taking discipleship very seriously and, and we're wanting everyone to grow in all seven dimensions of discipleship. And that's what this series is about, is us becoming disciples that make disciples. Because Jesus' command in the Great Commission in Matthew 28, 19 simply says this, therefore go and make what? Disciples of all nations. He's speaking to disciples, telling disciples to make disciples. He didn't say go make believers, although when we go out and preach the gospel, people do believe. He didn't say go make converts, although that is a part of stepping into the faith. He goes deeper and says make disciples. And then he goes further and says make disciples that make disciples. And so our running definition of that word disciple in this sermon series is this. Someone who is following Jesus, being changed by Jesus, and committed to the mission of Jesus, which is disciple making. We all need to become disciples. We need to be grounded in our faith. We believe that all seven of these dimensions, these spiritual disciplines, if you will, if we are growing in each of these, then we are growing and becoming the people of God that he desires us to be. No one's going to be perfect. I talked last week about the steps. He's not wanting us to jump up to the very top and be the Apostle Paul next week, but God's asking you every step or every week that we're going through these, we believe, looking at Scripture, God's saying, take your next step. What's your next step with growth? Uh, When I was in high school and in college, I was not much of a student uh, with science. I'm not anti-science or anything. I love science, but the subject of science, I struggled with it, except for physics. I don't know why, but I enjoyed physics. I enjoyed studying matter and, and energy and movement and all of those different things, what makes things work and make things, what makes things tick. I, I liked physics and, and specifically the subject underneath physics. I'll, I'll never forget the idea of potential energy and kinetic energy. Anybody remember that topic? Potential energy and kinetic energy. Potential energy is simply this. Potential energy is stationary with stored energy to be released. So potential energy is exactly the word. There's stored energy that is not moving yet, but it has the potential to activate if something or someone activates it. Kinetic energy is energy in motion, actively using energy for movement. Potential, standing still, active is kinetic. So think about this rubber band. If I have a rubber band, it's just lying in my hand like this. Is this potential or kinetic energy? Potential. You're like, why did I come to church for a physics lesson? Here we go. <laughs> okay, so this is potential energy. Now, all of a sudden, if I, if I pull it back like this, is that potential or kinetic energy as it stands right now? Potential. But what would it have to do for this to become kinetic? Something would have to activate All right, good. Nobody got hit in the eye. Something would have to activate what only had potential. Something has to activate it. So potential energy means something has the potential for movement. Kinetic energy means the object has been activated and it is moving. Potential is what 
believers have before we've been filled or baptized with the Holy Spirit. Potential energy means we have everything that it takes except for the one who can activate us to move from natural to supernatural. I believe that God wants believers to live kinetic, powerful lives that involve movement and doing things that we cannot do on our own. So today, the second dimension that we're looking at is the Holy Spirit. Last week, we talked about worship. Today, we're looking at the Holy Spirit. And I think one of the best pictures in the Bible of what it looks like for someone to be filled with the Holy Spirit is actually not even in the New Testament. I think one of the best pictures for this is in the Old Testament with King David long before he was king, when he was a young boy still living in his father's home out tending sheep, and the prophet Samuel comes in 1 Samuel 16 to the house of Jesse to anoint the future king, but none of them in the room know that he's anointing the future king. But this is the moment David went from potential to kinetic and there was one reason why in the story, and it's found in verse 13 of 1 Samuel 16, and it says, Samuel took his flask or horn of oil and anointed him, David, with his brothers standing around watching. Here it is. The Spirit of God entered David like a rush of wind, God vitally empowering him for the rest of his life. There's another time in the Bible where the Spirit came like a rush of wind the day of Pentecost in the upper room. But this day, David, as he's being anointed with oil symbolically on the outside of his body, the Holy Spirit is moving inside like a rush of wind empowering him. Because here's what God knew, here's what the prophet Samuel knew, and here's what David was about to find out in his life. David could not do what God had called him to do in his future without the infilling of the Holy Spirit. David could not have killed the lion and the bear or Goliath. He could not have sustained all the years of running from King Saul. He could not have been the godly man he was called to be. He could not have come back like he came back after he fell morally. He could not have been the king of Judah, then the king of Israel. And then one day Jesus would be known as the son of David. He could not have been those things unless when he was a young boy, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. He couldn't have done those things. We must be filled with the Holy Spirit. David went from the natural, just a boy full of potential, moving into the supernatural. And we cannot rely on the exact same thing the world relies on, natural humanity, and expect God-sized results. We can't do it anymore. We have to rely on the Holy Spirit. I love looking at the Old Testament, but obviously the, new, the Holy Spirit is unveiled in full force in the New Testament. It's important for us to understand that the Holy Spirit didn't come on the scene for the first time in the book of Acts. The Holy Spirit hovered over the waters, over the deep in creation in Genesis. The Holy Spirit is not energy. It's not a thing. The Holy Spirit is a he and he is God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But in the New Testament, Jesus, the entire time he is discipling, if you will, his disciples, he is pointing to the future, and every time he points to the future and talks about the future, he looks at his disciples and reassures them that he's sending one who will give them the ability to do 
what they don't think they can do in the present. I'll send you a comforter. I'll send you power. I will send you one to give you the ability to do what I've called you to do. I'll send you one to activate your potential. Jesus said in Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. You will receive power. That word power comes from the Greek word dunamis. Dunamis literally means the power to do. So what Jesus is actually saying is, wait, one is coming. You will receive the power to do what I've called you to do when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Not before that, though. And he says, don't leave Jerusalem. The last time I preached on the Holy Spirit, I said far too many believers have left Jerusalem without the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're wondering why our lives look no different than our neighbors who aren't even Christians, why marriages are ending in divorce at the same rate with Christians as they are non-Christians, and why there's problems in the home and abuse and addictions and all these different things. It all comes back to, are you filled, baptized with the Holy Spirit? The Apostle Paul talks about the importance all through the New Testament. On the resource page, there are four sermons where I preached on the Holy Spirit, going deep into the theological beliefs of what we hold as a church, looking at what the Bible says and and the gifts of the Spirit and all those different angles. But today we're doing something a little bit different. But before we jump to that, I want to show you very quickly, what does the Holy Spirit activate in our lives? What does the Holy Spirit activate? I'm talking about him activating. Well, this is a, a list of things, and this is also on the resource page. So if I go through this too quickly, and you're like, I couldn't take notes. It's there. What does the Holy Spirit activate? This is just scratching the surface too. He activates guidance in our lives. We all need guidance. He activates wisdom. He activates the word of God in our lives, big time. He activates his peace in our lives. We all want peace. He activates hope. He activates the gifts of the spirit. Like I said, there's a whole sermon on the resource page that I preached just on the gifts of the spirit. He activates activates conviction of our sin. You're like, all these other ones are happy. Why do I need conviction? You need conviction for sin, right? We need that so we can stay on the road and we need those guardrails. He activates power and boldness in our lives. He activates the fruit of the spirit. He activates comfort in our lives because he is the comforter. This is what the Holy Spirit activates. And I want to tell you today, we cannot live without the power of the Holy Spirit. We can't do it. We can't. I think we can clap to that. We cannot do it. We've talked a lot Um, as a church, especially over the last year, but for for years now, about Alpha, a course that we do um, in our our church. I'm a big time Alpha person. It's a course that explores the, yeah, it's a course that explores all aspects of faith. Six weeks long, and it's unbelievable, but part of the Alpha course, there's this underlying current and foundation um, of the Holy Spirit where one of the major stories and testimonies we get out of um, when people go through Alpha is their new practical understanding of who the Holy Spirit is and what he wants to do in and through our lives. Many people are filled with the Holy Spirit um, through Alpha and our Alpha Weekend. Why am, I, why am I saying this right now? Because Alpha is important, but I also look up to a whole lot the pioneer and leader of Alpha Global around the world. There are hundreds of thousands of people that do Alpha around the world, and home base is in London. We're getting ready to show an interview, a Zoom interview for the bulk of my message today. Of I interviewed someone who, in my opinion, is a pillar of the faith, not just alive right now, but for generations. This person is, again, the leader of Alpha Global. 
Um, he is the author and creator of the Bible in One Year app that I've talked about a lot that changed my life when it comes to reading the Bible. He's the author of many books and is currently known as one of the greatest minds and voices alive today in the world on the Holy Spirit. And we sent him an email um, a few weeks ago, and he said yes to an interview. And so today, I can think of no one else I would rather talk about the Holy Spirit than Nikki Gumbel himself. And so that's pretty awesome. So Nikki, um, I interviewed him this last week. We were able to talk about the Holy Spirit and ask him questions. And then I'm going to come back up after the video and close us out. But guys, let's sit on the edge of our seats. Let's take in the Holy Spirit and learn about how practical the Holy Spirit is in our lives. Let's take a look at this video. Well, hey guys, Citizen Church, um, we have a big surprise for you that you can obviously see on the screen right now. Um, we have the honor of interviewing Nikki Gumble today, who is the pioneer of Alpha, the Alpha courses we do here at the church, also the author and writer of the Bible in One Year app, which I have done, which we've recommended many times from our stage, and among other books and other, other endeavors. Um, you also pastored... Um, Holy Trinity Brompton for how long, uh, Nikki? Between twenty and twenty-five 17 years. Seventeen years. Seventeen yeah, years. I was on the st on the staff. I was assistant pastor for nineteen years, senior pastor seventeen years, and before that, I was a, a lay leader there when I was a lawyer. So forty-six years in all. Wow! 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 And you're just getting started. <laughs> I mean, the, the the vision you've been casting for Alpha is huge, and we are all about it. Um, so, uh, Nikki, today we're in. Um, the middle of a sermon series called Seven, the Seven Dimensions of Discipleship. And one of those is the Holy Spirit. And so we've been talking a lot about Alpha, and, and we know Alpha is um, about more than the Holy Spirit. But within Alpha, you just get such a clear understanding of who the Holy Spirit is, the person, the power, um, the protection of the Holy Spirit. And so I kind of wanted to just pick your brain for a few minutes on, on that. And again, we're so grateful um, that you're on with us. But I'll, I'll kind of set the tone for our congregation if they don't know the story. My wife and I, the first time we went to uh, London was to HTB, Holy Trinity Brompton, um, for a pastor's gathering that was connected to uh, the leadership conference, which is the large one that you guys do every year um, at Royal Albert Hall. So we're in this small pastor's gathering, about 100 people. I had just finished the Bible in one year app. You know, you're the writer of that. Pippa's involved in that, your wife. And to see you for the first time was just like this really big deal for me, you know? And so the, I think when I left that gathering that day, my wife and I, we were in tears. We were moved and changed forever. And I'll tell you exactly why. I watched you and Pippa go up onto the stage at the beginning and end of that pastor's gathering. And just with this calm, authentic, almost effortless tone about you guys, you started talking about the Holy Spirit and stretched out your hands and just invited the Holy Spirit to come. And I am used to growing up in different denominations in different areas where anything with the Holy Spirit felt like tons of effort and tons of pressure. But there it was just this come Holy Spirit. And I started looking around the auditorium, knowing some of these pastors from every walk of life, you know, some of them kind of pushing the Holy Spirit out a little bit. And I'm looking around and you could sense the tangible presence of the Holy Spirit in the, in the room. I myself had a very real renewal of the Holy Spirit experience that day. We walked out of the room and I said, Mandy, I think for the first time in my life, I have seen what the Holy Spirit wants to be in our church services. 
and who he wants us to be in introducing him to people. And so I just want to say thank you for that. Um, and, and that's where all of this began and us following you and Alpha. After we came back from that trip, we went all in on Alpha. We've taken a few thousand people through Alpha over the last wow. few years. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes. But Amazing. Yes, yes. Well, Nikki, here's what, I, here's what I want to throw out to you. I want to stop talking and get you talking. Um, you know, when you think about uh, your relationship with the Holy Spirit, why is the Holy Spirit so important for your personal relationship with God? Well, I think, uh, uh, oh, thank you. I'm so encouraged and, and wonderful that meet uh, Mandy briefly just now on, on, um, on Zoom and to hear about your church. And it's just so exciting to see what you're doing and to hear you and, and amazing to hear about your church and all the things that are going on. Just, it's, it's fantastic. It's, you're thank obviously you. doing an absolutely amazing job there. And um, uh, yeah, we all need the Holy Spirit. Um, uh, Jesus, Jesus said, it's to your advantage that I go away. John 16, verse seven, I think he says, it's to your advantage that I go away because uh, when I go, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. So when Jesus was here, he could only be in one place at one time. Uh, but now he can be with us always by his spirit. And that was the amazing thing that happened on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was poured out on everyone. And, uh, uh, the apostle Peter said, the promise is for you and your children and for everyone who the Lord your God will call. So it's for everyone in your, everyone watching this today, you have the Holy Spirit living in you. That is Jesus. The spirit of Jesus is living within you. And oh, good. the spirit of Jesus living within you is life changing. And the spirit of Jesus brings the fruit of the spirit, which is love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, all the fruit of the Spirit. And that is, that is life-changing. And mm -hmm. that's why we see the dramatic change in people in prison, people uh, who are uh, whatever, coming out of addiction, coming out of, because the, the Spirit's power is so great. And the, the main work of the Spirit is to give us an experience of God's love. Mm. We know about God's love. The most important thing in life is to know that you are loved. How do you know you're loved by God? You know that you're loved by God because St. Paul wrote, the Son of God loved me and gave himself for me. So Dustin, if you'd be the only person on the planet, Jesus would have died for you. And that's how much God loves you. But that's kind of, you know, you can understand that in your head. But St. Paul says that the love of God is poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. It drops whatever it is, 18 inches from here to here when mm -hmm. we experience the Holy Spirit. The love of God is poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And it's that experience of God's love, feeling God's love uh, that comes from the Holy Spirit. And when we, when we not only understand, but we also feel God's love, that is a life-changing event. And that, that, of course, is at the heart of Alpha. That's the Alpha weekend. Uh, that's why, you know, I've read thousands of questionnaires now. Pippa and I are on our hundredth, literally it's our hundredth one this time, a hundredth small group in a row of Alpha. Whoa! Uh, so 
Uh, we've done a few more than that, but this one is the 100th in consecutive course that we've done. Um, and I've read thousands of questionnaires. And when we ask this question, were you a Christian when you started the course? No. How would you describe yourself now? Christian. When and how did the change occur? The most common answer is on the weekend about the Holy Spirit, when I experienced God's love, when I experienced peace, I experienced wow. something, maybe physical manifestation. That's, and it's not really surprising because it all comes from God. Mm -hmm. Everything. It's the, it's the work of the Holy Spirit who enables us to repent and believe. It's the Holy Spirit who is, is key to uh, us coming to faith in Jesus as well as to our, our, our relationship with him afterwards. And that is so powerful because it is. It's, it's the Holy Spirit making everything we learn about, hear about real. And yeah. one of the things that stands out to me so much hearing Alpha testimonies in general um, and, at, you know, when we're there hearing the testimonies at the leadership conference is what you said about the love is so true. Almost every single one of them says, talks about Alpha and understanding through the process how much God actually loves me and how the Holy Spirit solidifies that in our lives. Now, you just talked about, um, you answered the question perfectly, obviously, but when you think about the benefits of it, that's what we just talked about. You know, what is what is the downside? What do people's lives look like, even as believers, when they're not really truly connected to the Holy Spirit? What are they missing out on? What do their lives look like? Well, some churches sometimes say, you know, we, we love the Alpha Course. We think it's absolutely wonderful. Love all this talk. Jesus... Uh, the Bible, uh, the church, uh, the bit that we don't really want to have on, on the course is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, and I, I always say, well, it's like, you know, I understand what they mean. They, they, they think it's a bit, praying that prayer, come Holy Spirit. You don't know what's going to happen. You, you're just praying, come Holy Spirit. And um, it's a risk. Um, so, they say, wouldn't it be much safer if we just have, you know, we know we know how to do the talk on Jesus. We know how to do the talk on the Bible, prayer, the church. It's the come Holy Spirit that we we don't know what would happen. And, um, you know, it's risky. Um, okay. So I said, it's a bit like, imagine you had a Mercedes car or whatever. I don't know what they, what, what they drive in Albuquerque. What's the most? Is it that, that, that's a great one. Yeah, you, you can have Mercedes, sure. <laughs> You'd have a Mercedes car, and you look at the record for Mercedes car. How many accidents have they been involved in? Ah, you know, one in every thousand Mercedes gets involved in an accident. Okay, how can we stop Mercedes cars having accidents? Take out the engine. They will be perfectly safe, uh, but they won't go anywhere. Wow. And I think it's the same. Wow. If we say, well, let's take out the Holy Spirit. Yeah, we'll be safe. It's not taking any risks, but it won't. It, it, we need the we need the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Uh, you know, we we need we, we can't without without Jesus we can do nothing without His power. Uh, Jesus said, "You will be you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses." How are we to be witnesses without the Holy Spirit? We can't. Uh, then we've got no. nothing to offer anyone. It's it's only when the Spirit fills us that we have, and His love fills us, and we know that we're loved, and we have a love for other people, that uh, we can be His witnesses. 
Let, let me ask you this. One of the biggest questions um, we could ask, and well, before I, before I say that, what you just said a second ago about that the illustration with the Mercedes and the engine, gosh, that's exactly how we felt when we came back from that trip. Um, obviously, I've always believed in the Holy Spirit, but I've seen a lot of things growing up where it has been abused, and you know that the same story a lot of people have. But coming back, I just thought it's everything. All of this is a risk. It's a faith step. And why, why would we not walk in faith with the Holy Spirit if we're walking with faith and all these other things? So I think that's such a great illustration of you can have no accidents with no engine, but with an engine yeah. comes the possibility for some people to do some things, but it's worth the risk. Um, our teenagers need to be empowered with the Holy Spirit. Our kids yeah. need to be empowered with the Holy yeah. Spirit. I just don't think people yeah. can make it through life anymore without that supernatural power that we um, attain from his spirit. And that leads me to a, a, a question that you do hit on in the Alpha videos, but I would just love to hear hear you here uh, to our whole congregation. One of the biggest questions I get asked is, how do I know when I have been filled with the Holy Spirit? Um, you know, it, is, it, is it always something tangible? Is it sometimes not? How do you answer that question when people ask you? Well, uh, Jesus said, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So it's as simple as that. It's a promise of God that if we ask, we will receive. And um, experiences vary. Every, every human being is different and, and unique. And God has a unique experience for everyone. But something happens when we ask the Holy Spirit. Doesn't, not always, it's, sometimes they're, they're, they're major physical manifestations when the Holy Spirit, like they were on the day of Pentecost, fire and wind and uh, all that kind of thing. But sometimes it's very peaceful. Mm. Sometimes people say, well, I'm not really experiencing anything. All I can feel is peace. And I say, well, you know, the fruit of the Spirit, the evidence of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. So if you're experiencing That's great. peace, maybe that. Maybe that's God's sign for you that you are receiving the Holy Spirit. But that's we so believe good. that if we ask, we will receive. Um, and, you know, the, the disciples were worried. They were thinking, you know, what will happen? Um, will, I get, will I get what I, if I ask the Holy Spirit, will he come? And Jesus says, ask and you will receive. Knock and the door will be opened. Seek and you will find. And then he repeats it. Another, everyone who asks receives. Everyone who knocks, the door is open. Everyone who seeks, finds. So, you know, they were obviously thinking as well, you know, have, will, it, will anything happen to me? And then they were worried something bad might happen. So Jesus said, how, how much, if, if your son asks for, a, for an egg, will, will you give him the scorpion? Yeah. Of course not. Um, you know, God, if you ask for the Holy Spirit, you'll get something good. Uh, and it's, the Spirit of God always brings good things to our lives. Uh, and that's his promise. So we shouldn't look so much to the what happens as to the giver. We can trust the giver. Wow. When we ask, he'll give that gift. And whatever it is, we just believe that we've received and act on it. That's amazing. I, I love every part of that. It's beautiful. I... Uh, you know, when we're sitting here today, you know, our congregation will be watching this and and so many people have, you know, everybody that's a believer, we want to grow, right? We want to be disciple. We want to grow. We want 
um, the empowerment of this spirit and, and what you just said sometimes is a hurdle for people. What does that look like? Is it good? Is it bad? But now we know, I mean, it's good. And we look to God's character and that's the character of the Holy Spirit. Um, let me ask you this. So if people are still on kind of on the fence with the Holy Spirit or on the fence with Alpha in general, um, putting you on the spot with this, but is, is there a, a story or a testimony of someone, maybe it could be yours or someone in one of your groups recently where you just saw a pretty radical life change of going through Alpha, experiencing the Holy Spirit that, that you could share just for a minute? So the last course I did at HTB, I've been, we've been doing them in our home recently and um, and now we're doing them um, in our local church. But but the, uh, the last course that I did at, at, at HTB, the, the big ones which you've probably seen with hundreds of people on it, in our small group, um, there was a guy called Kay who um, is... Um, Asian, um, and uh, he came the first week, and he said, "I am an atheist." Um, and he he said, "The reason I'm here is because of Nana. Nana is from Ghana." And uh, later on, he told us how he'd come. He's his his last year, his mother died. And um, he went to, he was so depressed. He's a guy in his 20s. Um, he was so depressed. He went to his mother's grave and he said, I'll see you soon. And by that he meant he was going to take his own life. And he was looking down at the ground and he saw on the ground a credit card, a Barclays credit card. And he picked it up and it belonged to Nana who was a friend from, they grew up on, um, I think what you would call a project. Um, the two of them had grown up and they'd been friends until about the age of nine, but they hadn't seen each other for many, many years. And so uh, he, he contacted Nana on Facebook and said, look, I found your credit card. And um, Nana said that his brother had died and uh, that last year as well. And that that's why his, he'd been visiting his brother's grave. They were very, very close to each other in the wow. graveyard. So they got together and um, Kay said, look, I'm really struggling with, um, with depression um, and uh, because of my mother's death. And Nana said, look, well, I'm also really struggling with grief over my brother who's just died. But he said, Jesus has made all the difference. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to sign you up for the first two weeks of Alpha. And that's how Kay came. On week five, the, the host of, the, of, the, uh, of our small group, uh, we're always helpers, but there's a host in the group, and the host asked, has anybody found any differences in their life so far by being on Alpha? And um, Kay said, um, yeah, I have. He said, I haven't had any herbs for two days. And he said that's the first time he hadn't taken cannabis for 15 years. Um, wow. Uh, I haven't had any herbs for two days. Then someone else in the group said, yeah, I, I've stopped taking the herbs. And then another guy in the group said, what's wrong with the herbs? <laughs> <laughs> the herbs help me concentrate. That's great. He said, They're good for my, he said, they are good for my mind. <laughs> Doesn't look like it. <laughs> so anyway, last night of the course, 
well, so on the weekend um, the, that we've been talking about, Kay uh, prayed and um, he gave his life to Jesus and he was filled with the Holy Spirit and uh, his life, you know, radically changed. Um, and on the last night of the course, the talk on the church, he said to me, will you baptize me? So I said, sure, we'll, we'll do it on our church holiday. So uh, on our church holiday, we get together with all the church plants. So 9,000 people there this year. But wow. Now, so and on our church holiday, uh, we got a paddling pool. And um, uh, Nana and I baptized Kay. Wow. Um, among, there were other people in our group and other people who were being baptized as well. Anyway, after we finished the baptism service, the guy who'd said, what's wrong with the herbs? was watching the baptism and he said, will you baptize me as well? So um, I had to redo the whole baptism service just for this one guy, um, but we baptized him as well. Uh, Worth so, it. And then, then they, they, they gave their testimony that night to thousands of people who were at, the, uh, at that event. So the impact of that one person's life uh, had on on thousands of people unbelievable unbelievable wow 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 that that is that is the example and and there's there's stories like that in our church too and i i love hearing that and i love that you're so committed to to alpha and and being a part of those groups and i want to i want to respect your time and as we come to a close on this conversation i want to announce to i mentioned this to you before we started recording nikki but um today um, we believe so strongly in Alpha. Um, we want to come alongside a vision that you had cast at the leadership conference in May. You had brought to mind that, uh, reminded us that in 10 years from now uh, will be the 2000 year anniversary of the resurrection of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so you started sharing stories of Alpha, uh, churches doing Alpha around the world and Alpha ministries around the world setting big visions for how many people can we take through Alpha to experience um, we're all facets of faith and exploring their faith. And so we, our whole executive team was there in May. We went out to dinner that night and we started talking and we had all been praying. And the number that kept on coming to our minds that we really felt like was God was this. And so I'm officially announcing this vision right now that over the next 10 years, our goal is to take 10,000 people wow. through our alpha courses. That's a big um, vision. Yes, it is a big vision. It's a big vision. Um, over the last few years, we've taken a few thousand people. The 10,000, though, is going to stretch us, but it's a faith step. Uh, we've talked yeah. to our amazing Alpha leaders here at the church about it, and they're on board, fired up. We want Alphas to get into the cities and workplaces, and uh, we're working in the, in the correction facilities and prisons and jails. We're trying to get all that going. And so, amazing. Nikki, I think the best possible way for us to close out this video would first be, firstly, for me to say, Thank you, thank you, thank you for your time. It means the world to us. Um, Citizen Church, we just sent an email on a whim a few weeks ago, got a response back, and he just said yes. And we were sort of jumping up and down excited when we got that email. So thank you. It's evening there. It means a lot to us. But I also think the best way we could possibly end this is for you to pray over our Alpha um, endeavor over the next 10 years, over our church, um, that we may really experience the fullness of who the Holy Spirit is in our lives and what the Holy Spirit wants to do through our church. Would that be okay? Love to do that. Love to do that.
but let me let let me pray. Can I suggest if you're 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 uh, if you'd like to stand and just um uh in, and put out your hands as a way to say if you'd like to receive the the the, the you're opening yourself. You know, we can either say uh, come and get me, or you can say, um, Lord, I'm open to receive. And then I'm just simply going to pray the prayer that Dustin was talking about earlier. Come, Holy Spirit, and believe that the Holy Spirit is going to come and fill each one of you right now. So that's our, our prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, come and fill each person who's standing right now and who's asking. The amazing thing is that the Holy Spirit is, is not confused by Zoom. The Holy Spirit can come right now into your heart and fill you with his love for you. And I just have a sense of someone here, you've been coming to church for many years, but you say, I've never experienced God's love. And today is your day. This is God's love for you being poured into your heart by the Holy Spirit. And he's saying to you, as he said to Jesus, you are my child whom I love. With you, I'm well pleased. This is the favor of God on your life and on your church too. This is a, an outpouring of the Holy Spirit on this church. on your pastor, Dustin, on Mandy, on Citizen Church. And have a sense that this is going to have an impact on maybe even beyond Albuquerque, right across New Mexico. Outpouring of your love. People desperately need to know that they're loved. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. And Lord, we ask you today for those 10,000 people to experience your love in the years ahead. We pray for this church, Citizen Church, to grow and flourish, particularly pray for Dustin and Mandy that your anointing would be upon them. You have anointed them and you have raised them up for such a time as this. And thus I have the sense that the spirit of the Lord is on you because he's anointed you to preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom to the captives, to yes. open the eyes of the blind, to bring the oil of gladness instead of despair and that you are a planting of the Lord for a display of his, right, of his righteousness. And Lord, I thank you for Dustin and Mandy, and we pray that, that, that your love will be poured out on them, on all their leadership team, on every person who enters the doors of this church, they would sense the presence of God presence of Jesus, presence of the Holy Spirit, and pray your blessing on this church, the blessing of God Almighty, the Father who loves you, the Son 
who died for you and the Holy Spirit who's filling you right now be with you and remain with you always. Amen. 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 Awesome. Pretty incredible. I'm going to have you take a seat just for a moment. And the most powerful prayer I think that we can pray might be that one. It's so simple. Just come Holy Spirit. I mentioned at the beginning that every week in this series, there's a practical next step. And the vision we just um, announced is very real. We are hitting the ground running and our goal is 10,000 people. And it's not 10,000 people that have to walk in the doors of this church. Our hope is that people would go through Alpha and, and try to figure out a way to do Alpha during lunch at work, during lunch at school, turn Bible clubs and middle schools and high schools into Alpha groups, whatever it might be, because we believe so strongly that the faith, our faith can be built in that environment and spur us on for discipleship afterward as well. But in this series, like we mentioned last week with worship, there's a next step. So what does it look like for me to grow in my relationship with the Holy Spirit? What is your next step? What do you believe about the Holy Spirit? When we're praying that prayer, is that the first time you've ever prayed it? I think for some people, the most practical next step could be just praying that prayer we prayed, maybe in an intimate moment between you and God, just come Holy Spirit, fill me or baptize me, the Bible uses that wording as well, with the power of the Holy Spirit. Have you ever explicitly asked for the power of the Holy Spirit in your life? Have we assumed that we might have asked for it? But can you really ever say, I, I, I in an intimate moment with God, prayed and said, fill me. And when we looked at the scripture and Nikki talked about it, it's as simple as asking, seeking, knocking. And that door will be open and we can receive all the good things that God wants for us. Maybe that's your practical next step. Well, maybe for some of us, our practical next step could be simply starting with, I'm going to pray as I'm working on prayer. I'm going to pray to the Holy Spirit. So I said a little while ago, he's not energy. He's not an it. He's God. And I think sometimes we need to address the Holy Spirit when we pray and say, give me supernatural wisdom. Let, let my gift be evident today, my, my spiritual supernatural gift. Holy Spirit, walk with my children today. Holy Spirit, give me boldness today. It could be just developing a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Another thing is growing an awareness and activation of our spiritual gift. Like I mentioned on that resource page, there's a whole sermon there on the spiritual gifts, but we are a church that is spirit-filled. We believe the gifts did not die off in the distant past, but they are alive today because they are the super to our natural. The spiritual gifts take us from who we are, potential, and give us kinetic, powerful lives with God. We need to grow in awareness of what our gift might be, and that leads me to the next practical step. For some of us, it, we need our next practical step would be looking at our relationships with other believers, and, and I'm not saying cutting off other relationships with believers, but I think we need to make sure we have our next step spirit-filled believers in our life who can speak to the spiritual gift in our lives, who will say things like Nikki Gumbel said to me in that prayer, I feel the Spirit leading me to tell you. When was the last time one of your friends close to you said, I sense the Holy Spirit, dot, 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 in your life? We need people who are in tune with the Holy Spirit to spark the gift from the Spirit in us because we all have those spiritual gifts and as they are growing in our lives, we need people to point them out. We need people to grow with. 
we need like-minded people. And that leads to the next one. It is about the spiritual gifts again, but I think we should also, some of us, our next step could be to learn to humbly walk in humble confidence in our spiritual gift. Do we even know what our gift or gifts might be? I think most of us, when we start developing openness to it, to the gift and openness to the Holy Spirit, I believe in my heart how it developed in me was a sense of knowing something that otherwise I couldn't have known because I'm in tune with the Spirit. And I felt the Holy Spirit begin to spark in me, confirmed by others who also have gifts of the Spirit, something in me. But how we walk in humble confidence is this. If it's only confidence, then people walk into church going, I'm the person with the gift. I do this, and I've got prophecy. And I've anytime someone starts announcing their spiritual gifts, I'm like, because what it should be is humble confidence of the spirit activating because it's not about the person with the gift. It's about the person who gave the gift. We can walk in humility because I'm a vessel being used by God. It's not about me in the spotlight of saying, look how spiritual I am. We need to learn to walk in humble confidence. And I think also on top of that, the most practical next step, because we've been talking about it the whole time, is get into Alpha if you haven't already. I'm telling you, if, you, if, you've, if you've made this church your home, all you're going to hear for the next 10 years <laughs> is about Alpha. So you might as well just jump in. And the best news is we are starting a six-week Alpha course tomorrow evening. Yeah, pretty cool. I'm going to invite Lyric Morrison up to the stage. Give her a hand as she comes. Lyric is um, our community director on staff here at the church, and you oversee all small groups, which are awesome, and you oversee uh, Alpha as well. But particularly with tomorrow night, this is how we've planned it for months, right? We're starting tomorrow night. Um, tell us, walk us a little bit through how to sign up and what to expect. If someone were to say randomly today, I'm ready. Yeah. So I hope you guys are ready. I hope yes. the sermon has encouraged you guys to get involved yeah. in Alpha. Um, so Alpha is a great place for open and honest conversations. It's very low pressure environment. So if you want to sign up, there's a QR code on the screen behind me. Um, but when you show up tomorrow, it's Monday nights for six weeks. And y'all, you can do six weeks. Yeah. Six weeks is not a long time commitment. I can do anything for six weeks. Yep. So do it. It's six weeks. It starts at 6.30. Free child care. Hallelujah, parents in the room yep. free child care. And free food. And the food is great. It's catered from a restaurant. No sketchy potluck. So hopefully you'll enjoy it. <laughs> That's great. Um, and then the videos start at 7 p.m. So after dinner, you'll make your way into the main auditorium. Take a seat in here. There'll be a few videos that we watch that cover a wide array of topics. So I know we talked about Alpha having an emphasis yeah. on the Holy Spirit, and it absolutely does. But it answers a lot of other questions, yeah. too, guys. It covers so many different topics. And wherever you are on your faith journey, I know we all have questions. And that's normal. That's natural. There are questions I have. There are doubts that come up sometimes. And this is the place for you to learn more, to dig deeper, to ask those questions in a safe environment. And after those videos, we go into small group conversations um, for about 20, 30 minutes. And again, it's very low pressure. And then the night wraps up. So it's a really easy, yeah. fun night. Yeah. I, I love it. Um, I'm attending th this course. I'm not leading a group. I'm not doing any of that. I'm so excited to just show up, sit in the video, attend one of the groups afterwards. But uh, some of you, when you heard small group discussion, immediately were like, I'm out. No, 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 don't be out. 
because it is, it's a no-pressure environment, really. If you want to, when you get to the group, you don't have to say a word. No one makes you talk. No one makes you pray. But I will tell you this. I do not believe people can fully become disciples of Jesus Christ without wrestling through some parts of the faith. And so I think it's a great opportunity to get in those groups. Um, I would love to hang out with you tomorrow night. Dinner starts at 6.30. Yeah. Uh, um, the video starts at 7. Yeah, video starts at 7. And we're also doing Spanish in Alpha here at the same time. Awesome. So if you, I'm so excited. You guys are excited. If you have family members or if you know someone who needs to get involved, send them the link to sign up or just sign them up and tell them that they're coming and they'll love it. Yep. Um, and just do us a favor. If you are interested in doing it this semester, which starts tomorrow, again, 6.30 here, just sign up right now. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait Amen. till tonight. Don't ask Or in the stress. atrium, right? Yeah, or in the atrium. There's tables on the way out too. So just do it right away. We're excited to yep. see you tomorrow in Alpha. Are you guys excited about all of this stuff going on? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to watch the message today. We truly hope it was impactful. Right now, wherever you are, if you're sensing the Holy Spirit leading you to receive Christ today, we wanna take the time to pray with you right now. Yes, yeah, so wherever you are, whether in your home, in your car, would you pray this prayer with me? Lord Jesus, thank you so much for dying for me. Lord, I choose right now to give my heart and my life to you. Every single day, Lord, is yours from now on. I surrender to you. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, your next steps are on the screen right now. Please take the time, get connected with us, and take those critical next steps. We hope to see you back next week.